Let's come to a real healthy spot in the Lord Jesus where you don't care about anything else except the Lord Jesus. Amen? Just getting in the glory of the Lord Jesus. Enjoying His glory. Who is He? The King of glory. These three verses really are the theme of today's prophetic encounter. That was such a mystical time of prophetic music. That was so awesome. We'll share that CD in the Red Letter Ministries Facebook group after the broadcast. But let's read Psalms 24-7 out of the Passion Translation. So wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you ageless doors of destiny. Welcome the King of Glory, for He is about to come through you. Psalm 24, 9. So wake up, you living gateways, and rejoice. Fling wide, you ageless doors of destiny. Here He comes, the King of Glory, ready to come through you. Verse 10. You ask, Who is the King of Glory? He is the Lord of Victory! Armed and ready for battle, the Mighty One, the Invincible Commander of Heaven's Angels. Glory. Yes, He is the King of Glory. Pause in His presence. I really like verse 7 here, Psalms 24. He is about to come through you. <laughs> That's the revelation of this hour. What's the end result of our faith but a river of life? flowing through our souls. See, the only place we have problems in our souls are the places where the river's not flowing. That's a place where you haven't yielded to Jesus yet. It's as simple as that. The tree of knowledge is being in control. The tree of life is losing control to Jesus. We got all these areas in our soul where we haven't lost control. It's usually about fear of provision. Jesus talked about money more than heaven, hell, faith, and love combined in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because that's the number one fear of all human beings is money. You have to know Jesus as your provider otherwise you're going to have fears and the enemy can control you. It's not about idolatry. Just get over it. you got a poverty spirit. Just put it on the altar and burn it and get into the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost hates the poverty spirit. People get offended about the things of finances constantly more than any other subject because that's the area of the most bondage. It's that simple. In any area there's bondage, there's a demon and there, a demonic influence in the soul, and you get it out by the revelation of His goodness, the revelation of His glory. You get it out by the river of life flowing through that area of your soul. Be like, man, I am screwed up in that area of life. you got to humble yourself and realize that area of my soul needs tremendous healing. We all are coming out of such darkness. No one can say, oh, I was perfect after I was born again. My God, it's the exact opposite. People mess up so much. People get all this stuff coming to the surface by the glory of God realizing all their idolatry. It's just layer after layer of idolatry. What's idolatry? It's not having little shrines inside your house. It's having anything in your soul that you're still in control of and the Holy Spirit's not. An idol water. A place where the river of life doesn't control your soul. A place in your soul where the river of life doesn't flow. That's what idolatry is. 
idle, stale, stagnant, dead swamp waters. And behold, he stinketh. Amen? John, John 11, it stinks because the waters stop flowing through his soul. And Jesus says, Behold, I'm going there, and I'm going to show you my glory. The resurrection is the flow of the glory of God. And in John 11, Lazarus symbolizes a Christian religious church that is so dead, four days dead, in the tomb of religion, they don't even know what the resurrection glory of God even is. Our Christianity has fallen so short of the glory that the glory of God and living in the resurrection glory, Jesus Christ was raised by the glory of the Father, and so are you. And that must be your Christianity. Otherwise, it's just going to be religion. It's going to be stale, dead waters. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be hypocrisy. It's going to be fake and phony. But when you get into the glory, it gets real, and it gets so real that it usually scares people, and they have to back off like, holy crap. I really didn't even... The glory reveals how small our faith is. Me too. I mean, every day I'm growing in the glory. Every day I'm growing in faith. Wow. There is a lot of areas that we need to grow in faith for. Areas of provision, areas of healing, areas of love. You'll find that everything that God does in your life is by you receiving a revelation of His love. You re we really don't realize how much He loves us. Revelation is the manifestation of the glory of God inside the temple of our bodies. Revelation is so different than knowledge in the brain. Knowledge in the brain is satanic religion. It will kill you. That's what Adam and Eve ate from and died, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's not about religion. It's about revelation. Revelation is the living word working in your spirit with power. It's resurrection power working with explosive dunamis inside your spirit. Revelation is altogether other. I mean, revelation, you could say revelation is the tree of life. Eating from the tree of life is eating revelation after revelation. How do you get it? By just hanging out in the Bible, reading the Bible. Put in the Bible into your spirit and it just pops. All those little kernels are like popcorn. Every word, every logos you put in your spirit is like popcorn. And it mixes with Christ in you and it turns into fireballs. It does. And your cup begins to overflow with the glory of God because you start to feast on revelations of His love. It's not super complicated stuff. I mean, it is mystical because it's from a different dimension. It's from the glory dimension. That's what mysticism is, living out of that dimension while your body's still on earth. But it's also normal Christianity. Every Christian really is a mystic because you, you're translated out of darkness into His glory light, Scripture says. I mean, is there anything more mystical than that? Being simultaneously in multiple dimensions at once, after you're born again like the Bible says, and then being a new creature altogether in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. But it's in the Spirit, and our minds and our eyes are still in the natural. That's why we're slow to believe the promises. It actually takes a little while for our brain and our natural eyes to catch up with what God did in the Spirit. Saul of Tarsus took 17 years in Arabia, according to Galatians, for his mind and his eyes to catch up to what happened at the road to Damascus. Amen. So don't be frustrated if it seems like if it's not instantaneous, like a microwave job. These things take time. 
Your mind is slow. My mind is slow. Our minds are dull to the things of God. We've been so dead in the natural dimension. It takes time. You know, the last 10, 20 years, there has been an ever-increasing glory upon everyone's brains in the whole world. There's been an increase of presence through all flesh worldwide. It's not just inside people's church buildings. God doesn't care about walls or buildings made by human hands. Acts 7.48, God has never dwelt in any building made by human hands. That's what the Bible says. God doesn't care about any institution. He doesn't care about denominations. He cares about Jesus being formed inside your spirit. He cares about His creation of His temples. He created Adam and Eve perfect in the beginning. And it, this is a restoration to perfection of what we lost in the fall and being restored back to walking with our Father perfectly on the inside. Knowing the Father in all of His glory on the inside and that our minds and our eyes caught up to the glory on the inside, also seeing it through a renewed mind, the glory on us, on our heads, wearing the crown of glory, and the glory outside of us, walking in the cloud of glory. It's the glory inside and all throughout. How? By giving the areas of our souls to the river of life and not having control of our own lives. That's what it means to die daily or to love not your life unto death, Revelation 12:11. That's how you overcome Satan. Overcoming Satan is simply overcoming the brain, the religious brain, the poverty brain, the brain. To this day, I'm fascinated. I don't know why I'm still fascinated by it, but I've never heard the brain say anything true. I've ne to this day, it doesn't matter how fancy it sounds, I've never heard the brain tell the truth. Now, I'll hear it all the time out of the human spirit. Because the brain's an excellent superconductor, but anything that originates out of the brain is all the demonic influence of the world. All the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is, is lies. So everyone that eats off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is connected to the fallen angels and is a continuous liar. All the religion is lies. If it doesn't originate out of God the Father in the Spirit, and listen, you can bring the river through people's spirits. You know, Balaam's donkey. God is flowing through creation. There is a river of life through creation. You don't need to be a senior prophet to be prophesying out of the river. Out of the mouths of children comes perfect prophecy, perfect praise. It's about being open in your heart to receiving divine love. And usually, the least religious people will just conduct it, not even knowing what they're doing. It's the people that know what they're doing that turn it into rituals and formulas and write books about it, and here's the ten steps to prophesy. Hallelujah. Ten steps to turning my father's house into a marketplace, you demon. Holy Ghost. <laughs> Glory. I just love what the Holy Spirit's doing. It's so free, and it's so wild. And it's going to get freer and wilder. Jesus is the least controlling person you'll ever meet. It's shocking to people because most people come out of such tremendous religious darkness, they need to know what to do. That's the main thing every day. Give me some rules and regulations. Give me some legalism, some laws. Give me some formulas. They're like, give me religion. Because the brain is so programmed by Satan to eat off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they can't believe there's another world that doesn't operate on those same rules and regulations and systems. The tree of life is not do's and don'ts. The tree of life is not for the brain. It's for the spirit. 
But when you're in that tree, you're dead. You don't even know you have a spirit, so you have no grid for even feeding your spirit. That's what's so crazy about it. You have to, just by faith, receive it into a realm you cannot see. You can't see your own spirit. People can't see their spirit usually for 10 years. You'd be feasting on the knowledge of the glory. You might not be able to see. You're going to have to walk by faith for years before you even see God. God doesn't promise you you're going to see Him right away, but if you're faithful and you purify your heart, you will see Him. Amen. Nothing is instantaneous or microwave about this. People get frustrated. Do not grow weary in well-doing. What else are you going to do except try to serve God better with your whole heart every day? That's the meaning of life. You're going to get good at it because there's nothing else here on earth to do. That's the whole purpose that you are on the earth is to develop a relationship with God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the river of the Holy Spirit. And you do. It's like a marriage covenant. You go in and you, you don't know anything about it because you've never been married before. Hallelujah. And then you learn, usually the hard way, because it brings all this crap to the surface. And I, I'm terrible at all this, but luckily I got the Holy Ghost and He'll lead me. And the Holy Ghost will teach you all the things concerning Jesus and the kingdom and the glory of God. The Holy Ghost will always lead you to the Bible. The Holy Spirit will always confirm what He's doing in the Bible. Amen. It doesn't matter if it's the most far out supernatural stuff. There will always be a foundation in the written word. And there's some crazy stuff in the Bible that we haven't even tasted yet. Start reading Daniel and Zechariah and Revelation. It's all in there. It's all true. It's going to get crazy. <laughs> it's going to be so unreligious. This, this glory will just systematically annihilate the bondage of religion. That's what God the Father is really going to do. And you think we've been a holy terror to religion the last 10 years in the drunken glory? You haven't seen anything yet. The Father is wilder than we are. And the Father, the thing about the Father is He knows who He is. He's perfectly confident. He created this world. He's the maker of Adam and Eve. He's the, the originator of man. I mean, that's a lot of confidence. You have a lot of confidence with men and women when you made them. You know what I mean? And then the Father is formed on the inside of His sons and daughters who sacrifice control, who know them, know Him intimately, who live out of His glory. So our confidence is growing too to let the Father take full control of our bodies. People have a grid for demon possession because that's everywhere. But do you have a grid for Father God possession? Letting Father God put you on like a track suit and run a race to win the prize through your bodies. Amen. He'll wear your skin. Glory to God. That's what you're created to do. Adam and Eve were fully controlled by God the Father. In the book of Adam and Eve, it says they didn't even know they had physical bodies until after they came out of the glory. How about that much glory that you're so buried in your brain? Your spirit so buries your brain that you're not even aware of your body anymore. That's where you're going. And the glory will make it easy for you. There will be such a strong glory that if you want it, if you want to go to the next level, you just go up. But you, people usually have fears and stuff and attachments to the natural dimension, so they go up gradually. Some people are so desperate, they can just go leaps and bounds. But most people have a lot of stuff that they like in the natural realm. There's, there's things going on that they care about, cares of this world that choke out the seed of the word. You know, all the stuff of the sower, so and seed, you got the rocks, you got the weeds, and then you got the foul birds. And all of that realm works against the development of your spirit life overtaking your brain. The sower sows seeds of the words of the Father into the spirit. And guess why? 
to take over the soul. That's what renews the mind and transfigures the brain out of a black rock that fell from heaven that's attached to the natural dimension submitted to the curse of the fall to a living stone. God the Father builds his kingdom only with living stones. The kingdom of heaven is being built by souls washed in the river of life. And the more glory we manifest out of intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit on the inside of our bodies, the more souls are washed. That's what produces harvest. Souls getting washed in the river. The river washes the souls, and the souls turn crystal clear and shining into gemstones. God's building a glorious kingdom out of the gems of human souls. Now, Satan's done a counterfeit. People are like, well, that's kind of weird. Well, Satan's been using your souls, building all kinds of stupid stuff, you know, building cubicles and lemmings and eight to fives and slavery. That pyramid on the $1 bill has been Satan's work in your life. So you're actually just coming out of such a matrix of sorcery and such a matrix of slavery that you don't realize Satan's been using you this whole time for his purposes. It's not like you have any independence from God whatsoever. It's two trees in the garden, Satan blinding you, and you're unaware that you're a slave and following the wide path of destruction, just going after the flesh like a lemming off of a cliff into destruction. Or you come out of the matrix like Neo and get disconnected from the tub of goo and being used as a battery for the fallen angels, and you start living in the city of Zion. City of Zion is real. We just saw recently they're coming out with Matrix 4. Hallelujah. <laughs> Part of the Great Awakening. You know, that's going to increase people's bliss. And it's exactly like that. You come out of a tub of goo of being used by the fallen angels as a battery for the Matrix, for Babylon the Great. Do you understand that that is directly based on Scripture in the book of Revelation? That by his potent magic spells, he deceived all nations. The God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers that there is a spell on their souls so that they can't believe in God, they don't believe in the Holy Spirit, and they're at animosity towards the things of the glory realm. Why? I mean, all we do is love you. Why would you be anti-Christ and you don't even believe in Christ. I mean, it's kind of, it's because Satan has his spells in their souls that turn them against Jesus. Why should people even care about these things? Because it's light and darkness and there's nothing in between. All human souls are caught between Satan and Jesus. The darkness of hell the delusion and magic arts of hell, and the righteousness and the knowledge of the glory of heaven warring for every soul on planet earth every day. The war rages, and we win. We are winning. This is the best it's ever been in my entire life. This is the least amount of warfare, least amount of resistance. The glory fire of God is burning up the enemies of Christ. Sorcery stands no chance to the power of Christ's righteousness. The issue is getting our minds fully surrendered and persuaded to the river of life and its power. The power of the river will destroy the power of Satan and his angels, will dr drown and destroy the seven principalities of the seven mountains of Satan and his angels and the kingdoms of this world. Amen? Haven't you ever read? And the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our Lord and His Christ. Glory. How? By drowning them. By drowning them with the glory of God. 
How do you drown the world and everything that's demonic in the world? By yielding your brain, by being an individual fully sacrificed to the glory of God. Revival always starts individually. And a revival is based on one man, God the Father, seated on the throne. He's the perfect revivalist. You don't get any better than that. (laughs) Heaven's never had a bad day. The throne room is perfect revival. And it's bringing that realm of the throne room of God the Father on the throne through our hearts and through our brains, fully sacrificed and manifesting His throne. The crown of glory on our heads is the fullness of His throne of glory through our souls. Every room of the interior castle lit up with the Father's light. Amen. A city on a hill. Glory. What does it mean to be a temple of the Holy Spirit? Problem is, is we really don't know the Holy Spirit that well. All the Shekinah around the Father in the throne of Mount Zion in the third heaven is the Holy Spirit. Do you know the Holy Spirit like that? I don't know the Holy Spirit. We're going to know the Holy Spirit like that. We're going to know the Holy Spirit like Jesus knows the Holy Spirit. Where he shows up in Acts chapter 9 to Saul of Tarsus and he blots out the noonday sun in the desert heat on the Damascus road. Saul, you know, he's 100 degrees out. He's riding a horse to Damascus, arresting Christians, fighting the gospel. And listen... That light is so real and so strong that it blinds the light of religion. God has blinded the light of religion. Jesus Christ said in the Gospels, Beware that the light in you is not actually darkness. It's the light of the star Remphon. It's the light of the religious system that blinds the whole world to be good apart from the glory of God. But the glory of God is systematically annihilating it. God the Father is not asking permission. He just needed to raise up a standard. Noah, a preacher of righteousness who raised a standard and drowned the world. He's just looking for men and women that don't have anything going on except Him. If you take what God the Father is doing in your life and use it for yourself, God can't use you very much. He still loves you just the same, but you can't raise a standard like Noah and you'll never drown the world. You have to be all in to whatever God the Father wants to do every day. All of you, Father, none of us. And then He'll use you Because it'll be Him in you doing the works. Only God the Father can do this. Only the Father Himself, formed on the inside of your bodies, can drown the world. Only the Father can perform the mighty signs and wonders that will get millions of people to believe in Jesus Christ. And He's really not in a rush. You'd be surprised how patient He is. God created everything. He's at perfect peace all the time. You need to enter the rest. (laughs) Let our souls enter His glory in a deeper way and share in His peace. See, we see how much is available. Part of our job is to show the world how much more is available in Christianity, in the glory of God, in the deeper things of God. But there's no rush to get there. Enjoy the days of small beginnings. People get anxiety when they realize, man, man, I could be flying around like Superman. I could be teleporting in the Garden of Eden. When I, and then they come under condemnation because I'm not there yet. Get the demon. Keep the demon off of you. Get the demonic influence off your soul. And like little children growing up in heaven, enjoy your father. I'm so thankful for the last 20 years, from the day I was born again in Teen Challenge in October 1999 to the present time, I have enjoyed every step of spiritual growth. It has been thrilling. 
I can't believe all these young Christians, these Technon infants in Christ, that aren't enjoying it. It is so fun to grow up in the things of God. If you're not enjoying it, there's no doubt about it. you got a religious demon, a spirit of condemnation beating you up. Get that thing off of you. You get it off of you, but by understanding, it's about having fun with Dad. Little children, they're not anxious. They're just, give me food, give me drink, give me milk, you know, change my diapers. I'm going to grow up and I'm going to play with my toys. That's what you need to be like with the things of God. I'm going to enjoy the things of God and have fun with God. And then as you grow in this, He'll give you more mature stuff as you develop your spirit in the wisdom and the revelation of God. <laughs> and there really isn't a rush. The world is not on your shoulders. The world's on Christ's shoulders. And the government of God shall be on His shoulders. And of the increase of His government there shall be no end. And the peace will be an ever-increasing peace because it's based on His ability to take care of things and not yours. Somebody needs to hear this today. You can't take care of yourself. That's what religion is. Most people are still struggling with religion, so the Holy Spirit wants to deal with it. You can't take care of yourself. God takes care of you. That's His name. Do you understand? That's the name of God. The nature of God is to take care of you. But you will not experience it if you're trying to take care of yourself. Be a better me. Self-help. Jezebel and her witchcraft. Witchcraft is religion of you taking care of yourself. That's what witchcraft is. It's not like Wicca and seance with candles in the forest with fairies or something. You know. All that stuff's just to distract you. And there's something there. There's demons out there, and there's lots of different types of demons. But witchcraft that most normal people practice is just being religious. Being religious is practicing witchcraft. Witchcraft is the rebellion of your soul of not depending on the river of life. The demonic influence that works in people's souls works through the substance of the atmosphere of witchcraft. You get that out by just yielding to the Holy Spirit. The river of God just washes it all out. It's not complicated stuff. But people are so unspiritual and deceived that they're shocked to see how spiritual these things are. Every little room that turns on in the soul, every new ability, every new revelation causes some more fire to burn through your brain and removes something there that was stealing from you. You're dealing with the whole universe, the whole planetary system as you rise from the realm of the dead. Man is very closely connected electrically in blood and in brain, especially in your regions. Your spirits, your souls, and the energy of every human being. Jesus Christ said in John 17, I pray they may be one even as we are one. So it's all about coming in to the understanding that humanity is already one. We've been divided. Remember divisions? Galatians chapter 5 is a fruit of witchcraft and sin and fallen angels and demons. So it's not like it's not already there. It's just the mind hasn't realized reality yet. When you're lied to, then the fallen angels can steal from you because you don't understand reality. Deception is how the fallen angels operate even after you're born again. And if he can deceive you on religion, he can rob you more after you're born again than when you were before you're born again. As you've seen, most people, you get religious, and they were better off before they were religious. It's true. I've seen that many times. They're better off never becoming Christians. Whoa, how can you say that? Because it's true. If anyone turns back, they're not worthy of me. And if someone gets delivered and then goes back, 
into religion, they're seven times worse, Jesus Christ said in the Bible. It's not about just having information in the brain. Remember, that's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's about having revelation burning in your spirit. You're only better off if you have more fiery coals in your belly and your spirit's burning brighter, shining ever brighter to the full dawn of day. If your Christianity is not about shining brighter, it's not even real Christianity. It's just religion. You're getting robbed and you're being used of the enemy. Jesus said of the Pharisees that they go through hell and high water to find one single convert, and when they make a convert, they turn them into twice the sons of Satan that they are. How can you say that about a people that have dedicated their life to the Word and the ministry of the Word? A Pharisee would have had most of the Bible memorized and serving the Bible through perfect theology to their listeners. And Jesus said that was Satan. What the heck? Whoa! What, what's the difference? Oh, because it's not for the Spirit. It bypassed the entire purpose of the Word to rebuild the Spirit, to be in relationship with God. John 4, 24, God is Spirit, and it's all in the flesh realm. Holy Ghost! The whole deception of the, wor- of, of the whole world is using the things of God in the flesh realm. Being good in the flesh realm is the most diabolical evil in existence. That's what the Antichrist is. The Antichrist, the Bible says, will come in the guise of Christ, meaning it will have all the New Testament information in the brain, but the, but the spirit will be dead and none of it will be relying on the river of life. That's why when you talk about the river of life, it's like you're talking about aliens to these people. They don't even know what you're talking about because their Christianity is so far removed from the Holy Spirit and the Bible. There are whole parts of the New Testament that they've never even read before because the demons have kept their minds blind to real Christianity. Not even advanced teaching. Just like, how do I get saved? Oh, I come to the river and drink. And the great shepherd shall lead them to the springs of the waters of life and they will drink the living waters. A Christianity that's not based on drinking is not Christianity at all. It's still a dry place. Jesus called it a dry place because it's a place where they don't let you drink the new wine. It's a place where they don't teach you about the new wine and teach you about drinking. Pharisees will teach you the Bible, but you'll have no revelation of the glory of God in the river of life. You won't live in heaven. You'll still be stuck in the natural realm full of religious information about God. That's what Satan and his angels mainly do to kill, steal, and destroy from the human race. They love working in Christianity. I had a dream two nights ago that I went through the Catholic Church, and through the Catholic Church was the opening to all the magic arts in the entire world. It was my elementary school. I was an adult, but I went back to elementary school, St. Charles Borromeo in Northeast Minneapolis, Roman Catholic Church, went to Roman Catholic school for eight years as a kid, and I was up on the second floor second heavens and there was a door that was locked off to everyone in the in the catholic school and you could only go back there if you were a sorcerer and you went through the door and behind it was all the magic arts in the world i believe god was saying that behind roman catholicism is all the works of the magic arts false christianity it really is the antichrist comes in the guise of christ but behind it is all the works of the magic arts of the fallen angels. And it's all where? In the soul and not the spirit. 
Repentance unto life is coming out of soul antichrist Christianity and living in the river of life in your belly. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living waters, but of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost. John 7, 38. And you grow in the living waters. You grow in childlike faith. It's not super complicated stuff, but it's incredibly real, incredibly powerful, and it costs you and it's very sacrificial. It costs you all the lies you've eaten into your soul. It costs you the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of life, every time you eat from the tree of life, it wars against the tree of knowledge. And if you're consistent of eating the glory of God into your spirit, it will burn out the curse of the fall out of your heart and brain. The reason why most people don't experience it is because they're still eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil after they're born again, and they haven't cut out the mixture. They're not focused only on Jesus. They're not focused only on the kingdom. They still have all kinds of stuff going on in the world. They're still worldly. They're not sanctified or set apart from the world or from the soulish realm of the seven mountains of the natural man's ability. Conquering the seven mountains is the most demonic thing you'd ever hear in the whole, your whole life. You know, Satan brought Jesus up to a high and lofty mountain and he showed him all the kingdoms in the world and he said, if you will bow down to me, I will give you these kingdoms. What? Those seven mountains are how the natural man can obtain success in this life apart from Mount Zion. Where's Mount Zion in the equation of the seven mountain mandate? That's one of the most demonic doctrines ever introduced to Christianity. There are hundreds of thousands of people deceived by the seven mountain mandate. Hundreds of thousands. Mount Zion rises as chief of all the mountains in the last days. There's only one mountain that a believer rises on. That's what the Bible teaches from Genesis to Revelation. God is one mountain. The seven mountains are what you can do in your soul apart from Mount Zion. There's no Mount Zion involved. Mount Zion consumes the seven mountains of Satan's kingdoms. Those are the kingdoms of this world that become the kingdoms of our Lord in His Christ. That's Mount Zion consuming the seven mountains. There will not be seven mountains when the sons of God take over the world. There's only one. Mount Zion is what it means to have a new heavens and a new earth where righteousness dwells. And they shall be one. They're not going to be seven. They shall be one as we are one. Hallelujah. One kingdom, one Father, one Spirit. Hallelujah. And no divisions, no factions. Now, the sons of God have the mandate from the Father to unite the tribes of Christianity. Our interpretation of Scripture is quintessential for unity of the brethren. And people are like, well, no one's ever going to... When the mountain of the Lord drips anointing oil, everyone who's saved... Millions of people get it because it drips down from the head and goes down all the garments of the high priest. The body of Christ, anyone who rises in the body of Christ into the headship as apostles and prophets and is fully yielded to his power, has that power overflow through them through every member of the body. So the more and more people rise up into the headship of Christ, that rise into the glory, the glory is only on the top of the mountain. The crown of glory, the headship of the glory, rising from the bottom all the way to the top. The foundations of the Word, the Holy Spirit illuminating the Word, and your heart and mind rise. The resurrection from the dead, being raised from the dead while in the body. Philippians 3.10 says, 
So the, there's a rising and there's a going from glory to glory into the headship of Christ, into the fullness of Christ formed in you. And when you go up, everything you go up into is shared with the rest of the body. They're strengthened. Your breakthrough, your resurrection, your rising strengthens every believer, whether they know you or not supernaturally, because everyone's one anyway. All blood is mixed together in the whole planet. It's all energy. Blood is actually congealed light. It's liquid light. That's what blood is. When you drink the blood of Jesus, you're drinking the light of God, the glory of God, because he's transfigured. The glory of God is the blood of Jesus. <laughs> the blood of Jesus is what's in the cup of the new covenant. When you drink it, you get glorified. Woman, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. Which means don't drink my blood while I'm still in a human state. Wait till I'm transfigured, then drink my blood. I'm going to pour out my blood, my spirit, on all flesh. Amen. Then your sons and daughters will prophesy. You're going to get drunk on it. You're going to have supernatural ability when you start receiving the DNA of God, God's blood, back into your hearts to reprogram you and, re and remove the curse of the fall from the record of your bodies. The glory of God is the blood of Jesus that recreates your bodies, that heals every sickness and disease. Amen. You can drink as much of the blood of Jesus as you want every day. It's called the cup of the new covenant. The cup of salvation. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. Jesus said it several times in the Bible. And it's speaking of receiving His Spirit, receiving His DNA, the Creator that created you. As you tune into the Creator and come out of all the idolatry of creation, He reprograms you. So you can't get sick anymore. So you're not perverted anymore. So you're not religious anymore, banging your head against a brick wall because you don't have enough power working in your soul. Everything's based on Jesus in the New Covenant. The Old Covenant was our attempts to be Christ-like. No one can be Christ-like. You need to have Christ in you, and all you do is yield. Yielding is how you get possessed and controlled by the river believing, saved by faith, and your faith gets authored and perfected so that your soul, your brain, knows how to operate in all of His ability by simply yielding to Him on the inside. There's a reprogramming of the brain, the transfiguration of the renewing of the mind of Romans 12:2. after you're born again. You have to be reprogrammed out of the natural dimension into the glory dimension to have all the abilities we lost in the fall. That's every step of the way after you're born again. Sadly, most people don't go that direction. They just get into religion, and religion doesn't work, so they go back into the bars. They go back into rebellion. And then they say, well, I went to church once, and it was boring. I have more fun. There's more freedom and more love in the bars. You hear that all the time. There's more love in the bars. Well, listen, when you start drinking divine love, you'll raise regions from the dead. You'll raise the bar of heaven. You'll raise them up into the glory cloud. This is what every human being longs for. Jesus Christ, the desire of all nations, it is written. And you have to come to a realization that Jesus is the glory of the Father. And then the ministry of Jesus, of the glory of the Father, is to get you high. People don't have a grid for getting high because they're religious, because Satan blocks the way from them entering the kingdom. Every day you get excited because I know today I'm going to get higher than I was yesterday. 
I'm going to get higher by grace, by drinking, by love, and Christianity becomes an adventure. It becomes going from glory to glory instead of boring to boring. Amen. Most people's Christianity is boring to boring. Parents telling their kids to be Christian, it's like, yeah, and, and be a nerd in high school and be the biggest nerd in high school because my parents force-fed me Christianity and I'm homeschooled and I just, and, and listen, God bless all those people. I'm just saying we've done so much stuff wrong and there's so much grace to fix it. Once you get into the glory of God, I mean, you'll be like the giants of the promised land in your high schools. This thing, once we really get into real Garden of Eden Christianity of what Jesus purchased for us, everybody will be begging for us for this, just like they're begging for drugs and alcohol, begging for the pleasures of this world, begging for all the stuff in the natural dimension, all the high things that are held up on the high places of the seven mountains. Once we demonstrate Mount Zion accurately for a long enough period of witness, the whole world will want what we got. But they're not going to want religion. And if there's mixture in us and we're not fully committed ourselves, well then the enemy is going to be ripping us off and we're not going to have a full demonstration of what's available in the kingdom of heaven. We can't have compromise in our heart as leaders. We can't have foxes in our vineyards and then be serving people wine and wondering why our ministry is not working. Catch me little foxes. We need to be holy as He's holy. We need to be spotless virgins. Amen? 144,000, and they are virgin-like sons of God, Revelation says. Your virginity is dependent on the power of God. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, not having sex and marriage and all that. I'm saying perfect purity and holiness of God the Father's level. Because God the Father will do it, and He's available to do it in you. It's not you being perfect apart from the Father's power. It's the Father's power made perfect in you by faith. And that kind of faith is virgin-like purity and power. It is not optional. You will not display the glory of God and the ministry of heaven without perfect purity. Hallelujah. Well, no one's perfect. That's the biggest lie in the whole world. God the Father in you is perfect. All you got to do is yield. Yeah, I know none of us are perfect, but the whole point of the new covenant is now Christ in me is the perfection and the perfect glory and the perfect representation of God the Father. The Bible says Christ comes inside your hearts when you believe. Now the whole thing is to give Him your brain every day. Bring Him the meatball. And He's the sauce. And He'll just eat the brain. Getting glorified in your brain. Burning up the brain as the beast or animal sacrifice. Amen. That's what it's called accurately in the Bible. You bring the flesh of the brain, the carnal brain nature, the Romans 8 carnal mind, the brain, to the fire of God working in your spirit, and you let Him burn you up. And if you keep burning, eventually all of the spiritual abilities in your spirit take over your brain. That's when you're transfigured in your brain, is when all your spirit abilities have burnt through your brain. And you do that by first sacrificing your soul and then constantly sacrificing your soul every day because you realize that's the whole meaning of life. That's how you enter the glory. By keep bringing your brain as a burnt offering day after day to the glory of God until the glory of God fully controls your brain and your brain has no say in it whatsoever. So you're not living like animals, you're living fully like God the Father. First born amongst many who demonstrate the fullness of the glory of God the Father. Acts chapter 9, fireballs blinding all religious people like Saul of Tarsus. 
Jesus Christ flying around like a ball of fire in Acts chapter 9. You and I flying around in the heavens as a glorious throne, releasing rivers of bright Shekinah glory through everyone's brains on earth, burning up all the blockages that keep them pegged into the natural dimension of the curse. The more you burn, the more fire and power of God the Father is available to burn up everyone's bondages into the natural dimension. Every sickness and disease burns when you burn hot enough in the fire of God, when you burn hot enough in the anointing oil of God by self-sacrifice and burning up all the stuff in your heart and mind that's stealing your inheritance of the glory of God. Amen? Your inheritance is God the Father. People say, oh, what about my stuff in the natural? God the Father created the natural. When you get your inheritance of the Father fully formed in you, listen, creation will just obey you automatically. Everyone will serve what's in you automatically. Why? Because God the Father has been formed in you. They're not serving a man or a woman. They're not serving sinners. They're serving God. They're serving the Holy Spirit inside a temple, fully sacrificed and committed to God's will on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. That's maturity. Christian maturity is having the Father formed in you in all of His power, His authority, His dominion, and His might. Amen. The throne of God is now with men, Scripture says. Where is it? In your spirit. And it rises in your spirit and takes over your brain as you yield all your natural ability to His supernatural divine ability. And you're metamorphosized like a worm into a butterfly. That's the brain submitting to God the Father on the inside, the metamorphosis of real Christianity in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, people getting lots of financial breakthroughs and financial miracles, including money just recreated in people's pockets miraculously, $100 bills showing up on people's Bibles. Test the Holy Spirit in finances. Malachi chapter 3 says, the only thing you can test God in is financial sacrifice and financial giving. I just challenge you people, if the Holy Spirit puts it on your heart to begin tithing out of your income to this ministry, God is going to blow your mind financially. He wants to bring your finances into the glory of God and multiply them. Just obey the Holy Spirit and trust the Holy Spirit and He will blow your mind in finances. Donate at redlettermen.com and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen.